I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. So this Reddit thread that we have uh, is about a long-distance custody situation with a dad who you pointed out to me uh, sort of seems like he put the me in selfless. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this one? Oh, boy. Yeah, obviously he moved from Iowa where his ex and his daughter live still, and they must have all lived there together about a year ago, and then um, he moved to Arizona, which is a long ways away, and now uh, is wondering what they're going to do to co-parent the child that far away as she is school age at this point. It worked out well, he says, while the child was um, probably three to four, something like that, because um, in most places you'll start school, preschool, about four, and I was worried about the child being a month here and a month there myself. And you said you thought it seemed yeah. a little long because uh, that's, you know, where we are. It's it's more like a, a two, two, three schedule or something where you have the kid a couple of days here and a couple of days there. Sure, especially that age. And not yes. only is it a father and a mother, so probably going to be different in terms of how they do things, right? And just two humans are going to be right. different in how they run their households. Totally. And then you've got states as disparate as Arizona and right. Iowa with different climates. And, sure. I mean, and who knows where in Arizona, there are parts of Arizona that are different than parts of Arizona. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to tell. Right. Um, so and I was, if he says it sucks being away a month at a time from the child. What can you <laughs> imagine the child must be thinking? Right. And at this point, who knows how long they've been doing it? Right. Maybe that's all the child's ever known. Um, so now he's trying to figure this out, how they're going to do the school schedule. And he's right. It is going to be hard to maintain a 50-50 custody schedule. In fact, I would say unless the child, unless she is doing school electronically right, right. or is homeschooled in some way, it's going to be impossible. Right. And I know, you know, here we are still in COVID, and I, I know that a lot of children have been, even if the parents are across town from each other, have been doing school online a whole lot. And yet children who are only doing the online because their parents live so far away from each other, and so they're doing you know like a week here, a week there, something like that, they do get really weary of that. And they don't tend to have uh, a lot of, or maybe any, actual friends their age in right. either community because they're really not there, you know, they're inside doing homeschool while the ki- other kids in the neighborhood are at school. And right. so they're not getting to know the kids in the community and they don't have a chance to get into sports or activities because you need to be there to practice every week and right. play games instead of being somewhere else. So it becomes a real problem. Well, and, and, Maybe to give some context to why we started off and maybe pick it on this guy a little bit. I'm, I'm not us. I may have. <laughs> it's because when we were reading this, he says, um, I chose to move away from my career and get out of my hometown. 
And then later he said, there's got to be a way to figure this out with me having to move back to my hometown and sacrifice everything I have worked for in Arizona. I mean, everything's about this guy. I mean, he's not, I don't hear any of this saying, I wonder how it's like for her. She seems to be okay. There's no real in-depth, you know, wondering what it's going to be like for his daughter to be gone months at a time. And yeah, she seems like she's doing okay, but she's also at an age where she's not really going to be capable of fully expressing how she feels. And if she's a child who's well-behaved and a bit introverted and tends to bottle things up, he may not know just because she's behaving herself. Well, and most, most kids, I had one pretty similar to this a little while back and, and the child was primarily with one parent because the other one was so far away and had chosen to move away to do their career stuff. And when that parent chose to move back here, they found that the child was not at all receptive as they assumed they would be to moving away from the parent that the child had been with for those two years. And now the child did have, you know, real school, real friends, real connection to the community. But somehow the parent thought that the child was going to be quite happy to move with them and be in a different school in a different community. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of things we don't know, but since he says it's his hometown, I'm assuming that mother and father are both from that hometown. I think so too. And that that's where grandparents and cousins and Probably. aunts and uncles Very are. Good point. Right. So if I were the judge, I think what I would be doing in this case is saying, dude, I'm glad that you have this opportunity in Arizona right. and it's for your career. And so I'm sure you're making some money and let's do this. You can fly back right. once a month, you, right. every long weekend that there right. is from school for school break or every fall break, every spring break, whatever it is, you're welcome to come back. And he probably has a place to stay for right. free. With family because it's his hometown. Right. Um, if not, he maybe can rent a place or something and allow this child to have some stability right. and not be a, essentially, she's kind of a vagabond. And what's unfair also about this is that dad gets to put down roots. Right. He's not having to go month here, month right. there. So while he's putting down new roots and having stability and mom has stability, the child is the one who's doing all the moving back and forth and has no stability. Well, and interestingly enough, that's what this child I was talking about chose when me, the third party therapist, talked to her to see what she was, not that she really had a preference at her age, but just to see what her perspective was on it. And her idea of a good time was that the parent that had lived away for a couple of years would always be the one to come back to that community, just like you said, to do visits with her. Right. It makes all the sense in the the world. It's interesting how even little children can figure that out. Right. And let's think about it as if it were a relocation case. Right. Let's say the dad were wanting to relocate and take the child primarily with him. No way in the world. Right. Because of the family, the roots, the history, the right. pediatricians, the dentist. And I have seen where all that really seems to teachers. matter a lot. Exactly. So I would just say probably the best scenario in this case is for dad to realize that there's nothing wrong with his choice. 
Right. He can have made a choice to move to Arizona. It may be the best choice for him. And in fact, he may have some family drama that he didn't want to be around. He may be right. trying to reinvent himself from where sure. he was in his hometown. Sounds like it. And if this move is helping him reinvent himself into being a better person and happier and more successful, then that potentially makes him a better father. I would assume it does. And instead of trying to fit, to shoehorn this custody situation into the idea of 50-50, I think he and his daughter would be way better off, unless there are things that we just have no idea about, with him living his best life there, having routine, um, substantive electronic visitation with her. Yes, that's very important too. And then traveling back at least once a month and enjoying that and not making it less than. The only way this child is going to think that this is a less than situation from him is if he makes her think that. Right. He has every possibility to make her feel like the most special child in the world. Right. Whose daddy spends so much time with her even though he's far away and comes and sees her every month. Yes. And in fact, I've talked to kids who, who really do see it that way because when daddy does come to town, he usually rents a, a place with a pool or something so that they can really right. just be having a blast the entire time. And that's so okay. Totally looks forward to it. Right. And that is okay. Yes. And, I, and I've said many times, you know, people ask me, well, what would you do? I'm like, well, I would, my wife would have primary custody because that would be the best fit. And I would be the best, you know, every other weekend holiday dad in the world. And that would be just okay. It would yes. Work out fine. Yes. Well, I wasn't judgmental at all in this one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what struck a chord with me about, I think it was all those <laughs> personal pronouns when he's supposed to be asking about his daughter. I want to ask something uh, from the legal perspective here on it, because he says he's trying hard to maintain the 50-50 custody. And I've seen some cases where that is really prominent in at least one party's perspective, the one that moved away. And they want to have like all the holiday, all the uh, summer visitation, et cetera. They, they want the number of nights spent with the child to pretty much equal up to the school time that the other parent has them. Is there a way to really, really 50-50 the time like that? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I mean, I think the thing about it this way. So the summer schedule is typically going to be a maximum of 90 days, right? It's usually okay. about 12 weeks in the right. summer. And so 84. And that's a real maximum. You're right. Right. 84 to 90 days. All right. And then you've got the the winter break, which typically is no more than two weeks right. off of school. You have spring break, which tends to be longer than fall break. So you're looking at not quite two weeks there. Right. So really what you're coming down to is probably a maximum of 14 to right. 15 weeks. And that's taking all of that time away from the other parent. And right. you're never going to get that because... I'm not aware of any judge who's going to do anything more than the 10 weeks in the middle of the summer. That's so they're going to want the first week after school and the first right. week right before school back with the parent. Right. And when I'm negotiating these, I typically try to make it um, at least one or two weeks at the beginning, one or two weeks at the end, and a weekend or something in the, the middle. middle. That's good, too. For that continuity. 
But then as the child gets a little bit older, and I'm not sure this father was thinking that far ahead, but I I know just from oh, so many cases where the the summertime has been a problem because when the child gets old enough to play sports, she may not be there quite yet, but uh, or be involved in any sort of competitive um, activity, they are serious about you've got to be at every practice and you've right. got to show up at every competition. Well, now we're in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that way <laughs> all throughout the United States. You know. Well, and especially the things some of these little girls do around here, it is amazing. Yeah, you know, the because, tumbling and the oh, gymnastics, and gymnastics and cheer. And cheer. Oh yeah. my goodness. You know, Volleyball. if you're if you're one of the I mean, no matter where you are in that chair pyramid, they can't not have right. you there for half of the time. Or right. and it's a legit oh, thing. It is. Folks are it all about is. it. Yes, and just as much so for the girls now as the boys. And so, you know, I I hear an awful lot about the the parent who has moved away finding that the the child as they get a little bit over older. I mean, it could even start like fourth or fifth grade. Where they are are really bucking being gone on the summer break, especially now. Usually the the fall and spring breaks, yeah, or Christmas kind of time. But it over the summer there is so much of just about as soon as school is out, they're still hitting the practice and and they're doing a lot of traveling over the summer. Yeah, and that's one of those things where you just have to start to realize that you're not dealing with your child. You're dealing with a human being with their own aspirations and interests who happens to be genetically derived from you, partially. And uh, you can't think of them as a thing. And I think that's what folks do is they think of them as a thing that can be moved around, a piece on a board. Right. And those years pass so quickly. Right. From four or five to the, you know, competitive sport. Sure. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of saying my kid needs to have a summer job so they can't go visit their parent over the summer because they can get a job anywhere. They can volunteer and not make the money. There's all sorts of things that they can do to learn a work ethic. But if they have a long established interest in a sport and they're doing well, but, and and this gets a little complicated too, because to some degree it's, there's some line in there where I would be saying the relationship with the parent is more important in the sport that you're probably not going to play after you graduate from high school. Right. But the parent who's asking for that sacrifice from the child better be real clear about what they're doing. Right. Because you're taking away something that that child loves. If, if, if you get that ordered and you know, if they look back and say, wow, I just, I could have been amazing at that sport. If my parent had let me do it, then you're going to get resentment from right. them. I think from most of the children I see doing it, it's not that they honestly believe they're going to be an Olympic gymnast or they're, they're, you know, I know some of them are very hopeful that they will be able to get a college scholarship. Right. But in terms of, you know, really believing they're going to have a, a pro career at whatever it is, that's not really their ideal. But for, for now, um, and just, you know, it may be, 25% of the kids that are doing those kinds of things now, they, they see a lot of their, 
self-esteem, their confidence, and so forth coming from that activity and that uh, status at school and so forth. So I, I think for those kids especially, it's really hard to take that from them. Yeah, and, and again, you just have to be really, really careful right. about what you're doing because it's you think in your mind, you're thinking, I'm showing my child how much I care for them by demanding that they're with me. And that's not their perspective at all. Right. Their perspective is, if you really loved me and cared about me, let me do what I want to do. And he would come here to watch me do it. Exactly. Well, best of luck for this world traveler. Hopefully things work out well for him and they reach a good situation uh, where the visitation works and he can pursue his career in his new hometown with his new stable group of friends. I'm going to leave him alone. I think that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.